0: Welcome to another episode of the Evolution Exchange Podcast. Today, I'm joined with three participants who have got a really good conversation lined up to discuss balancing autonomy and collaboration in senior engineering teams. Now, this is something that I know a lot of managers, a lot of tech leaders will be interested in, regardless of industry, regardless of project, because it does affect a lot of managers and leaders alike. So let's get into the conversation with some introductions to my panel today. So, firstly, thank you and welcome for welcome and thank you for joining me. We'll do some introductions, and for the introduction, I'd love for you to introduce yourself with who you are, what you do, and what you're passionate about. And we'll work our way through the room, starting with Carolis.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Karolis. Uh I'm working as a Scrum Master in Telia Global Services, Lithuania. And just recently, I moved from one department responsible for automation services and uh, now acting as a servant leader in another department, IT Production, working with Trouble Ticketing. As for my overall experience, a majority of it comes from people management roles, acting as a team manager and department manager in different type of environments, mostly in finance operations. Um, Probably uh, it would be around six, seven years of that experience and now counting my third year working in information technology field as a Scrum Master. Uh, To answer a question about my uh, joy and things that makes me happy, I do remember that last year during such podcast I've uh, mentioned people being my main driving force and staying motivated. So uh, this time I'll mention changes. Uh, Changes pushes me out of the comfort zone, uh, turns on the flexibility, adaptability, growth, which um, also overlaps perfectly with my ambition to grow as a young professional. So uh, that probably would be uh, it for my short introduction. And uh, I'll give a word to another member of this panel. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. No, brilliant summary. Um, And Bert, we'll come over to you.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm, uh, I'm Bert. I am an engineering manager at uh, at Klarna. Um, I've been doing this in this position since February. Um, before that, I spent two years uh, as an engineering manager at Spotify. And before that, um, nine years at Klarna again um, in different roles um, before I left also as an engineering manager. Uh, my current role is um, within the uh, shopping experience domain, uh, which is part, well. Responsible for the, um, the shopping experience within the app, uh, primarily, and my team is um, is creating uh, the possibilities to uh, shop through the one-time card product, uh, which is uh, well, kind of the the core of uh, purchasing through the app um, if you do not want to use your own credit card. Um, yeah, that introduces me very, very quickly. Uh, what triggers me uh, professionally is uh, is people. I'm sorry to say <laughs> it; uh, it's a bit cliche, I know, but uh, it is. I mean, it really gives me energy. I uh, I love to talk to people, see what drives them, um, and try to to you know, from a position to help them further into uh, their own career, um, and by that, uh, it helps me grow. So that's um, absolutely always a plus.
0: Cool. Thank you. No, brilliant. And uh, no, it's not cliche at all. And I suppose it's what's brought us here to the podcast. So thank you. Um, And Ashish, coming over to you for your introduction.
3: Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Ashish. I am based out of Stockholm. I am currently working with Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, for which I'm working since March this year. I'm working as a software engineering manager here in WBT, where I am working on a, one of their commerce pillar. And my main role here is, uh, my team's main role here is uh, to present uh, different kind of subscription plans for the users, and which is more of a self serviced operations driven from the back end to make it as dynamic and marketing friendly for, uh, for our customers. I am leading a team of around six engineers here. And... Uh, before WPD, I was working in Klarna actually. I was working in uh, a term loans product there, which was one of the payment methods of Klarna. Uh, I was working as a lead engineer there actually, uh, as an individual contributor. And uh, yeah, I spent around one and a half months, one and a half years in Klarna actually. Uh, what drives me is basically uh, the problem statements actually, uh, the problem statements where we as a team are working on to f- to solve for our customers. At the very same time, playing an engineering manager role, so it's we have a very I have I enjoy a very close relation with all of my team members, but the main thing which I really enjoy with them is uh, finding the solutions of the engineering problems together with them, uh, keeping in mind how we'll scale in the future, how we will handle this problem right now. And at the very same time, work with the team members for their growth. Their, I mean, I mean, handle their professional growth and uh, what they want to do in future, aligning with our, uh, our, uh, our roadmap which we have uh, in the company. So that's the main thing which I, 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 really enjoy.
0: Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Oh, thank you, Ashish. And yeah, I think um, there's commonalities in terms of everybody's kind of experience and passions for people, so this should be a really good conversation. Um, What we'll do for the kind of topics that we've pre-decided is I will kind of explain them and give you a bit more of um, a platform to go a bit deeper into why you've chosen each topic that you have and then obviously we'll let the conversation flow naturally so starting with yourself Ashish on challenges of cross team cross location collaboration so tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on that and um,
3: yeah take it away yeah, this is I think a problem statement which I think every one of us face every day. It's a I mean, we are so much scattered across different locations, everyone right. So that's I think everyone faces. Um, and i've been I've been working in the cross stream cross geolocation collaboration so I don't know maybe the last fourteen, fifteen years now. so yeah, it's a it's a very real, real problem, but with the manageable solutions, I think. Uh, first i would like to cover some of the problem statements there right what i feel after after working for so many years is that when we have some objectives to meet and we are working across different locations different teams so the main problems which i feel are that we have misaligned goals the the, the priorities for different teams is not converging towards the same delivery so my team could have different responsibilities different uh, priorities but other team which i am dependent on might have different ones and then sometimes we have, we are unaware of the other teams actually we are going to interact with because these are not the usually teams which we work with, but because of certain functional features, we might need to collaborate with them. Then we tend to have a lot of meetings as, as I mean, to, to bridge the gap, but sometimes meeting tends to become ineffective because there is no set clear agenda or goal of that meeting. And people are always looking for someone to lead the meeting. So that's also one of the problems which I have seen. And specifically for geo-location boundaries, right, time differences for different teams is a lot. Uh, So that's one of the problem statement. And sometimes there are information silos also within teams. So some teams could get that feeling that it is our area and they're not very good in in sharing the information about how they work. I mean, their, their, their features work, their product works, and that kind of... That can make other teams to assume some things. And that silos of information is something which could be really problematic in delivering the features. And uh, the way I tend to solve these problems is basically we have to really stack rank our priorities. Different teams will have different priorities, different product managers are there. So we as leaders have a responsibility to bring everyone on board on one table discuss with product managers and have a stack ranking of priorities across different teams so that everyone can focus on uh, delivering the right goal in this thing the role of a tpm is also very important i believe these days i mean tpms are there in every company and they play a very 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 critical role i believe because they are the ones who can hit they, they are the gel right who is keeping every every team together and uh, also get, getting the focus uh, of, the, of all the teams in the same area. We as an engineering managers really like to focus our time on engineering activities to make sure the solutioning which we are doing are the best solutionings. So TPMs to uh, help us in this uh, in this uh, orchestration of work around different teams with their priorities, it's really helpful. Uh, for the time differences, generally I suggest, or the, the thing I really like to follow is have some meetings which are matching the time zones of different teams. Uh, so sometime we might have to compromise a bit on our timings maybe have a late evening call or late early late early uh, early morning call with some team but i think this can this we can make work by i mean like uh, by, by, by making our timings work timings a little flexible so that uh, uh, we can solve our problems and we don't really wait for each other to have their new day started and then talk about uh the things uh, when they're working our start so i think we should be a bit flexible also not all the time so we have to strike a balance there also right what other teams suitable times and what your suitable times are so within the team we can decide uh other than that i think it's really important to track the progress of these initiatives because sometimes again teams are working for the features maybe it will land soon but without the proper tracking of the initiative it's really difficult and that's where we can use certain tools to track our progresses Simplistic thing could be Jira boards, it could be Trello boards, it could be some wikis, whatever, whatever mechanism suits you. Whatever mechanism as a team, as a as a company suits you, you should definitely follow that to make sure that you know exactly when we are gonna be landing this feature. I think it's really important also for different teams to have their some of their uh, point of contacts make available who are leading the initiative from their side. Not every team will have this visibility of how this thing will end to end flow because a lot of teams and people are focusing on their feature their boundary of their services but in the end end to end delivery is also very important so it's always good that some engineering uh, lead is there who is leading the initiative end to end so that we keep on track we don't uh, deviate from the topic and because as engineers we tend to get disoriented very soon and have the ideal solution in mind it's always works good if you if you try to make something as a working solution first and then improve it so that bringing everyone to the same page and uh, keeping in mind the timelines and all, it's very important. Uh, That's, uh, yeah, that's something. um, I think one more point I would want, I I really like that. And that has really uh, worked to solve the problem of this information sharing within teams is you should always try to work to unblock others. So in a cross-stream collaboration, you are working on something, some other client team, for example, is dependent on you. So you should be creating some mock contracts and all. So I think it's very important to unblock others so that they can also work in parallel alongside you. So contract-first development people should really focus. Uh, let other give the give an API contract to others so that they can build up using that and get their things done at the very same time. You your team can focus on building up implementation of that contract. Uh, that's also I think is a very very critical for the success of this cross cross-stream collaboration yeah and i think you should always feel very comfortable reaching out to other people on uh, uh, let's say not so formal threads like email like some some other tools like slack is there which i think a lot of P companies you use them use them do not have one-to-one in one-to-one interactions because then you cannot get a, a contribution for that from other people always have um their threads slack threads which are specific for a certain initiatives so that other other people can also pitch in there they can give information you don't have to always add someone to that uh, your conversation all the time because sometimes with this cross team initiatives you need input from other people so yeah i think if you follow these things at least my team and i i'm, I'm for the last few years we are able to deliver these kind of uh, cross team uh, initiatives in a much more productive way
2: Uh, Ashish, uh, fa- thanks for that. Um, I wrote a few things down because I was kind of curious about specifically one point. You, you bring up the uh, you know, working in different time zones and that you should be able to be flexible when it comes to uh, your, you know, your working hours a bit. Uh, that works very well for you know, maybe f- for us on the personal level, but how do you convince your engineering team to do the same thing and basically, you know, you interrupt their their work-life balance, right? So, yeah, very, how very do you convince point. them of that? That that and how do you safeguard the fact, uh, you know, that 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 a balance is being kept?
3: Yes, absolutely, very very good point, Bert. Uh, so, uh, the the main thing is that let's see, uh, the personal life of people is super super important, right? We are working for uh, our families in life, so you should not be. Uh, uh, I mean, de descoping that part uh, to match your match your professional requirements. I believe so. The the way I try to do is that I tend to talk to my team, right? Find up a suitable time if this suits them or not, right? Because you see, you have multiple people in your team and. Each one is good enough uh, so and uh, you can you can find you can talk to people team uh, different team members and see which of the person can lead this initiative along the alongside the this restrictions of that you might have to take a late evening call sometimes. there could be weekly check-ins for different initiatives, which could be uh, let's say 7 o'clock evening time. So if people are if, if that is something suitable for people, then only we I, I tend to I tend to introduce them in that meeting. Otherwise, if they are not comfortable, uh, I mean, I, I let them decide if they want to be part of that or not. It's not, not like we pushing. Uh, it's like they opting in for that kind of an initiative. And if they are happy, that's good. And even for the, some cases, if they might not be available, then me as a manager, I have a responsibility to fill in for them. So generally, I try to be updated with them on what this initiative is going on so that in case some person is unable to attend on a given day, I can pitch in. And similarly, it's, I'm not able to do it. Someone other in the team can pitch in. So it's like a team collaboration which we are doing so everyone is everyone is helping out other team members so that's that's the thing we try to follow And it's, it's going good it's going good all right
2: uh, and can can i ask how how do you leverage uh async communication in in, in that context uh, do, you, do you do you do that at all because i hear you're talking a lot about you know direct communication here right
3: yes so, all of these kind of initiate the, these discussions which are we having in the team. I uh, we always tend to do it in the team channel rather than one to one discussions because, again, as I said, input from the team is very, very important, right? The team has to be has to feel really comfortable with anything we are doing. So, all of these uh, this communication we are doing, we always do it in the team channel. Then we have daily stand ups and all We we discuss face to face different things. So, uh, yes, so, so that's the main mode of communication we do. and... Uh, I, I, if a team has good bonding, good understanding of each other, then I think it really works well. And specifically for uh, we're talking with other team, other other external teams, the async communications. In that sense, so there there also we tend to do it like this that uh, sometimes before we call our day, right? We see if there are some open points which uh, someone else is waiting off for us to answer. Then before we call our end of day, even. Uh, Either the person who is leading the initiative or me as a manager, we try to find answers for them so that when they start their day, they don't have to spend the whole day just waiting for an answer. So early morning when we start, we see if there is something which we need to immediately look into or late evening if we see that there's something we need to respond to. So that's how we try to bridge that gap without really disturbing a lot of our personal lives.
1: Great. Thank you. Great insights here, Ashish. Really liked uh, the part you've prepared. And the first thing that comes to my mind, thinking about this topic, is uh, Teams Unity. I'll probably share a bit from my own experience here, as uh, ever since I've joined IT as a Scrum Master, I've worked uh, remotely with uh, cross-team, cross-location situations. Uh, Probably not that uh, long as you did, but... uh, in my new role as far from being uh, uh, any different. So uh, uh, what might make this experience unique is that foundation of this team is composed of external consultants, for most in my case. Uh, In addition, just uh, three months ago, uh, uh, most of them were moved from one project to another. And in this stage, we're really focusing on Teams Unity so um, i strongly believe that to reach self-organized scrum team in my case uh, first and foremost we need to unite as a team and uh, that includes a bunch of small steps starting from uh, forming team norms uh, agreements uh, ways of working and even uh, such things as non-work related conversations um, that would strengthen the connection between us so uh, the examples we're having um To do so, we're making sure to have uh, reoccurring retrospective meetings, uh, virtual coffee meetings, and even Teams channel for any non-work-related things to have a laugh, share recommendation on favorite book, uh, movie, and any other activities, perhaps even virtual gaming nights that we've uh, had with previous Teams. So uh, that's a small part I thought about when trying to overcome challenges of cross-team, cross-location collaboration as well.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good points.
3: Good points. I think the team unit is very important. You have to really have a very good understanding within the team so that everyone is comfortable. It should not be like a manager and a and a, uh, and a team member kind of a relationship. It's everyone is same for me. I, 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 what I feel is everyone is same. It's like we are all our peers. I am helping you out. You help me out. That's how we'll all work together and, uh, and 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 do good things together.
1: Yeah. Good to hear that most of us are implementing similar initiatives here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of kind of um, similarities and I think nice to touch on the kind of personal aspect of it as well in terms of the, uh, the maybe non-work things as, as such important as well. But no, thank yeah. you for that. Really good, really good one to kind of start the conversation with. So moving on now to your topic, Carolis, which was team collabor team collaboration strategies to employ. So tell us a little bit about that and um, why you kind of wanted to discuss it.
1: Yeah, uh, before us was gathering for this podcast, I took my time to do my research on this uh, team collaboration strategies to see if any of those are being implemented with my own teams and perhaps uh, uh, people that joined in a panel. So perhaps this will make us to have a discussion, seeing if any of those happens frequently and uh, if not. So uh, I'll drop three of those, uh, extending with tips uh, for our listeners, probably probably for them to follow, and uh, the very first one would be allowing team members to take initiative. Uh, Many team members will take initiative on their own, usually these are the people that get satisfaction out of facing a challenge. Uh, If someone on your team wants to take a lead on a project, this presents an opportunity for you to support them naturally. So mostly those are the natural born leaders, often have a knack for inspiring collaboration. So these team members work as an advantage by us letting them take initiative on a project. Uh, The person with the most skills may not always be the best fit for the job. So we need to Uh, always uh, remember that and uh, it could be the person with the right drive and attitude in first place Uh, second i liked when um, reviewing several articles and and left as a note for myself to mention was uh, present problems and ask for solutions Uh, it's rarely beneficial to give an illusion that your business doesn't face struggles or problems so that's because you're limiting your human power Uh, to only yourself rather than tapping into the innovation abilities of the rest of your team. When facing with a problem that affects the entire department or your entire company, it uh, may be worth to ask your team members for a solution. Not only this will send the message that that you respect your team input, but it will also increase your chances of solving the problem. Someone may present an idea that you had never thought of before. And uh, again, the leadership team doesn't always have all the answers. So we need to remember that. And uh, yeah, another one, arguably most important one that I found and and thought about was uh, asking for feedback. So uh, once again, I do believe it's probably one of the most important ones and to elaborate a bit more on this one even if you have uh, uh, defined processes this doesn't always mean they are the most efficient ones of doing things so being open to feedback allows you to adjust your business sops based on employee suggestions uh, what better way could uh, increase efficiency than to get feedback from the people that you use these sops uh, on a daily basis so uh, As fragile as it uh, may feel, it's also worth to ask for feedback regarding your leadership style as well. Perhaps there are things you can work on and uh, make the team members feel more supported. Um... Yeah, just uh, to to continue on this topic uh, and and get to the final steps, uh, one of the key signs of a good leader is uh, being someone who is uh, not afraid of changes. That includes changes uh, to your own behavior and way of doing things. So be open to feedback to help your entire company become more creative, productive and collaborative. So uh, summarizing what I've just mentioned, uh, these uh, three strategies from my own experience uh, Uh, once again getting back to what was mentioned in the very beginning teams unity uh, allowing team member to take initiative uh, presenting problems and asking for solutions and also asking for feedback eventually will get you closer to uh, most of us are seeking self-organized engineering teams that feels confident in raising questions uh, dealing with obstacles and supporting each other in their own uh, small community so uh, I bet most of us are are seeking for that, and uh, those are the three tips um, I found. Uh, any of you guys uh, had similar situations, or possibly implementing any of those? Uh, feel free to add.
2: I think uh, excellent excellent points, uh, Carlos. It's um, it's well thought through. I and mean, one of the the key points that I think are. Um, you make for for leaders, right? Is to ask for the feedback. Be vulnerable. Um, we don't have all the answers, right? Uh, we don't know what uh, everything that's good for for our reports. Um, it's uh, it's a very important skill, I think, to to make yourself vulnerable and to listen and to adapt, right? Because that's the second step. It's very easy to pretend to listen and collect some feedback, but if you don't do anything with it, then uh, it's still useless. Um, so, yeah thanks for uh, for making these points
1: thanks
3: yeah very well. i think that's the yeah that's that's a tricky thing to basically work on the feedback provided by people um, uh, to to work on that and improve so i think it's that's uh, what i feel is that also it's a shared responsibility again between we as leaders and and the individual uh, or team members because uh, uh, we both will have to work together uh, to to get these things implemented so what we as a leaders can do is align what their their preferences if they want to work on a given technology for example or a given domain for example then it is our responsibility to see that how we can align that with our product requirements is it something in our team we can align maybe if we want to do some poc around that area if the person is really wanting to let's say bring on some kind of a testing framework for our uh, our 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 uh, our end in- testings so let's promote or create some capacity for the team members internally to do some kind of a POCs and let them let that person actually contribute there and bring out the positives or negatives from that so that before we take on a bigger initiative to onboard that uh, we have some real answers whether it's solving our problems or not if yes what is the ROI for that how much effort we have to put to get a um, to get the uh, to get the, the problem which we are solving there And if it is something uh, that we cannot offer in our team, then try to find something within the domain. We as leaders have a lot higher visibility uh, than other team members on what our different teams, different pillars are working on. We can try to uh, see if some of the other domain or other teams have similar use cases or the technologies which they are working on and see if we can align that um uh, 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 i mean that's i think our main responsibility is so that's very valid point that we need to gather feedback and try to work together with those people to implement the feedback
1: yeah once again here transparency and and communication probably is the key so yes good to hear you you agree with those guys
3: i think regular check ins with also people are very important to see to basically judge them right how 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 they are feeling uh because in the team meetings you may not be able to get the visibility right or the kind of information exactly. you want from them to know how they are feeling right everything is good there or be, sometimes people are not that much uh, uh i mean collaborating in the discussion because they are busy with something right they're working on specifically specifically with these online meetings right you engineers tend to have right having this discussion at the very same time doing their coding at the parallel so so I think it's pretty critical to have a regular monthly or bi-month, I mean, once in two months, kind of a check-in with them to understand how they are feeling. Uh, are they happy, or they want to do something more?
2: Yeah, I just want to want to dive into that one a little bit because I'm just curious. Now, when I hear said that, how how often do you uh, perform one-on-ones with your uh, reports?
3: So right now, again, uh, we aim for something. But theoretically and practically, we get something more. So I tend to uh, do it every six weeks. That's my main. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, theoretical. That's my goal to do every six weeks. But right now, what I've been able to do is at least every every two to three months. So last check-in I had with my team was around a month back. Before that, it was around four month back. Uh, so I would say I'm able to do that check-in every three months with my team.
2: What is the What is the cause of of you only being able to do that? Uh, essentially four times a year I mean just just for 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 contrast I'm doing this uh, with every single uh, member of my team and there are nine of them uh that that report to me and uh, I do that bi-weekly
3: oh, um, nice. That, that that's great that's great. Yeah,
2: I, I that's think uh, in this case it's it's the uh, for for everyone everyone needs their time with their manager right it's important I think to uh create you know, uh, a good understanding together have um, you know that that personal that personal uh, knowledge of someone how they're feeling. You know, are they doing okay? I mean, I I know what they're doing. I know that from the daily standups. But it's it's more like okay, is everything else going okay? How how are they uh, feeling regarding their their personal development? Is that going quick enough? Are there any issues with within the company? Are there external factors that that might uh, you know? Uh, cause any issues uh, on the workflow. i mean it, things like uh, moving or you know some uh, some personal things uh, happening at home that that has an impact on on the workflow. so um that's yeah, interesting to hear that that you have a completely different approach it's it's uh, yeah. only in that uh, that
3: uh, every yeah month. yeah true true so yeah i mean so that is a three month three two month thing which I mentioned that was more of for this um the 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 the, the the documented way. So whenever I do these check-ins, so that's when I'm documenting the feedback points and the thing which we need to improve on. But we, uh, in my team, has this 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 uh, good point that we are all co-located in Stockholm. So we meet each of, each of us every 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 week, two to three times a week. And there we tend to have a lot of offline discussions, right? Uh, for example, just okay, get going for a coffee with someone in the team, which is not planned, which is not planned. So then we talk about something related to work and something professionally, something personally. So then th- those kind of uh, discussions, which are unplanned decision- discussions, also tend to give a lot of idea about the person, how they are feeling, how what is going on in their personal life. Uh, and uh, do they need some help there or do they need some kind of a time out there? So those kind of of coffee discussions, uh, that those kind of coffee discussions we have uh, uh, quite regularly, quite regularly in that sense. So that gives us uh, some idea of how things are going, and if something in that way gives a red flag that something is not good or something is not feeling good with the team member, then yeah, then we uh, I, I, I tend to have that kind of a discussion sooner, the documented ones, which we track literally what we talked about and how are we going to proceed with that. But so far, uh, in the in the current role, I haven't had to have that preponed because of some concerns. But yeah, those coffee discussions have been helpful with the with the formal approach.
1: All
2: right, cool, thanks.
1: Yeah, I do see how both of those situations work. As uh, in Bert's case, it's probably beneficial for our team member to have a platform to have a question every week if needed. But uh, as for Ashish, if he's having uh, face to face meeting coffee breaks and stuff like that it's uh, good for a team member to um, have a face to face meeting at least uh, every two months to run through goals uh, progress and and raise any other questions and probably they are feeling comfortable in raising those uh, questions face to face whenever they have a coffee break so yeah yeah probably it works uh, uh, in on on every situation depending on uh, how team uh, team works
2: correct okay.
0: Nice, brilliant. Yeah. I like the uh, I like the contrast and like you said, it it shows that um different situations but the same outcomes. So yeah, thank you for that kind of subtopic, Carolis. It was a really good one. And moving over to yourself, Bert, on yours, which was how to create the right opportunities for growth within senior teams, which is really interesting. So yeah, tell us more.
2: Yes, so this is uh like what uh Uh, with the and Carlos I prepared more of a question I guess uh, than or leading into a discussion because it's I think a a struggle that um, many of us have when when we're leading you know very senior people so just for for context uh, like I mentioned I I have nine people reporting to me um, with the majority um, are senior engineers by title and also by performance right Um, with with two as uh, as lead engineers and um, the non senior engineers are you know close to that level and um, and sometimes already performing on that level so all in all it's it's, it's very senior then eight people or nine people in your team uh, you want to create opportunities right uh, if it's uh, either mentoring or leading an initiative or you know things like that um, and it becomes harder the the more senior people are because you know the opportunities kinda start drying up uh to an extent, the the, the real challenges, right? Um so I'm just curious if you have uh, dealt with this this situation before and, and how you've solved it, or maybe have seen it in your uh, in your uh well, in your areas um, of work.
3: Yeah, that's I think is a tricky Tricky thing, uh, I mean, yeah, because yeah, you know the the reasons for that. I think uh, I haven't have seen a such a situation, but I mean, not at this level, man. Nine people or lead engineers, right? That's that's tricky. Uh, but the, uh, given this situation, if it comes to me, that thing I would like to do is uh, understand from them, right? What is their long term goal? So they are playing their current role of lead engineer. They are Good in the in the product they are working on. So, what is their next experience? What is the next where they do they want to see themselves after two years? Because some senior engineers or lead engineers might be inclined towards going towards the leadership role. Some might still want to continue at the current uh, engineering role to be an architect. So, first, I think I would need to align with that. What is their long term goal so that we can plan the next steps accordingly? And uh, uh, so that that's the first thing. That's the first thing. If people are more inclined towards being a being a going towards the leadership role, I think we should start before officially giving them a leadership role or basically talking to the, our directors and VPs and creating up a capacity for their role. I think we should start giving offloading some of our team work to them in a way that they can uh, they can have a like a rehearsal for that role and see if they are really happy with that because. A lot of technical people tend to have this thing. They want to try management leadership role, but they they don't like it. They want to come back. So it's always good to for them to give it a start. Uh, that what do, uh, do do they really like that or not? So I think that's one thing. Another thing for us, if people who want to continue with the engineering side and be a like an architect level role. So I think then it's, our. Uh, I, I would try to find that kind of opportunity for that person uh, in the in the company. So we have our senior directors and all, we can talk to them and some kind of a technical initiatives or some kind of a functional initiatives also, which involves cross-team collaboration, which ni- needs, needs some designing, needs some rethinking, talking with multiple people. So that's kind of leading from the front kind of a role that we can find for them and to see how how that t- t- takes it. So I Slowly and gradually, I think we have to uh, find this thing. But at the very same time, it's a harsh thing. I think then I will try to balance out my team. Also, I would not want to keep nine lead engineers in my team because it's it's not giving them enough opportunity. Right? It, they are not they are not getting getting the responsibility of mentoring other people or guiding other people. They are the ones who are like like uh, they are they are they're, they're very matured in their processes. I think it's always good to have a balance in the team where there you have lead there we have seniors also we have juniors also uh, so that there is someone at the junior level also challenging you right because they are the fresh blood they should be challenging so i would also want to balance out my team and uh, offload these uh, senior people to some other teams who need some some senior people in their team and maybe swap some engineers to to keep a balance in the team
2: mm-hmm. Good, good points. Um, but you mentioned a few things, and and obviously, I, it, you know, that's 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 stuff that I also think about. Because um, what I what I personally find pretty pretty hard is, um, you know, if someone has wants to uh, grow into a leadership role, um, or maybe already has some exper- previous experience like that. Um, it's within the team, right? If even if you have the small initiatives, sure, you can. Give this person a more of a leading role and, and let them experiment, you know, and make sure that you can can give the kind of feedback. But that t- kind of takes away at the other end of someone else that you know may, it maybe is a little bit little bit less outspoken about it, um, or or also wants to try this. Um, so yeah, I, I I find that 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 pretty tricky and and moving people around in, in the big larger organization, right? When it comes to um, architecture. And, uh, other larger technical solutions for example that's not always po- possible yeah. due to your own roadmap you need to the people uh you know to actually deliver what you promised so that's um that, that's pretty tricky but yeah i do uh, i do take your points on board uh, thank you
1: yeah and and now it really makes sense how bert is trying to have a, a close hand on his team <laughs> meeting them every week to understand their uh, potential, their their career growth and and stuff like that. So, yeah, as Ashish mentioned, it's a difficult situation to have a, a senior team as that. So I would probably be on the side of Ashish to rather have a less senior team with the potential to grow and and that fresh blood you mentioned but uh, uh, yeah i guess uh, it's uh, 50 50 in this case you have a senior team which performs great and uh, at the same time you would also like to work with a team with a progress into those roles to assist them and help them out whenever there's an obstacle or something
2: yeah yeah it's tricky right i mean i can't also just just rebalance a team that, that is not something that you just do right it's uh um and also honestly not what i want to do because there's a reason why these these people are forming this team as well so yeah it's uh it, it's tricky and but it's not the only reason why i meet them every every second week though that's uh, <laughs> that's something i have i've been doing with uh well since the beginning but yes that's uh it's. It's. I do need to to keep keep an eye on what they what they want to make sure that you know if they uh, don't feel challenged enough, that I'm able to uh, to try to help them out. Um, so. good it. Good
3: it. Good. Yeah. yeah it was there, a, there are a really few things challenge. that
2: that I like to to highlight. Uh, there's there are some people that uh, uh, were. Uh, want to grow into more leadership roles. So, uh, for example, with uh, development talks, that's something that takes a lot of time for me, right? This, this nine people. Um, so, uh, they come up with their own, um, idea here to, to help me out, uh, essentially, uh, while also, you know, helping, uh, helping themselves grow into the career by, you know, setting up a process that, uh, that really help people, uh, define and and uh, keep to their goals and to track them properly by forming some sort of a peer group and and that was such a such a great idea of a in a very nice example of also how how it can be the other way around right where um, your team members are coming up with uh, with their own opportunities and create them um, that I already I really like that and there's there's a few more examples of that uh, in in the team
1: Yeah, probably the closest situation I've had to this was uh, pushing myself into shadowing other departments and other teams and uh, understanding what they do and uh, probably getting more information about their further uh, uh, capacities and and, uh, new people that will come to understand if there's a chance for any of my employees to grow into more senior roles. If they might be interested in that, probably uh, just... uh, letting them know that there's a chance to shadow a particular team and get an understanding of what do they do and, and what tools they are using. So perhaps this could be a chance for, for, for a person to have an idea on further and, and next chapter of their career and profession.
2: I mean, one of the things that I did, that I always um, repeat is that my first uh, and foremost responsibility i feel towards uh, the people that report to me is their development right so uh that goes before the actual deliveries so if if it's better for someone to sit somewhere else right if that that is uh, just a better spot for their personal growth and i can i need to keep the company's interest uh you know in there of course i do not want to move them out of the company but if if they're better suited in in a uh, more technical team, or the other way around, more of a leadership role, or something. And an opportunity comes up outside of the team. I do feel it's my, uh, you know, responsibility to kind of push them into to that place, and I'll uh, well, sort it out with uh, uh, with my uh, with my product uh, person uh, afterwards. Right?
1: Cool. Yeah, great answer, and and yeah, great similarities we have between each other. So nice to hear on that bench.
0: It definitely sounds like um a bit of a unique challenge as well and difficult to kind of, like you say, understand how to how to balance the growth and versus having a really senior team, which I imagine is is super productive. But no, really good to touch on. So thank you for that one, Bert. And um We've got a couple of questions left. So we'll go with Ashish. you're one of balancing team autonomy and standards. Um, So yeah, give us a quick overview of kind of that question or that topic. um, And then we'll go into some top tips before we we finish the conversation.
3: Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I think it's again, uh, as we leaders uh, face this thing, I think every day we have to find up a balance, the right balance between for for our team between... um, uh, uh between the autonomy which our team really needs and uh, the and the alignment which we need to have uh, so i think one of the for the first and the foremost we as leaders should think and finalize that what is the product and what what is, what is the purpose and the scope of our team right it's very important to define that what is our scope what are the things which we are working on and we together should really some kind of a norms and practices we as a team wants to follow. These could be some technical norms and practices also, like coding standards, like coding guidelines, what kind of, uh, I mean, uh, how, if I go granular, how, how, how descriptive should our PRs be, for example, and uh, should we do technical refactoring in our PRs while mixing it with the functional feature development? Uh, so I think we should really, really formalize these things so that any so that it's crisp appear in the mind of the people and we don't unnecessarily discuss these things in different team meetings because then it tends to get uh, a bit, bit 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 more redundant if we, if we have these discussions every now and then so it's good for our teams to have set norms and practices identified and we as a leaders have i think we have to play a bigger role in identify in basically if there, there is a delicate balance between autonomy which team wants versus the alignment which we as a product want So I think we have our leaders have this responsibility to make sure that this alignment stays at the right balance. It doesn't get skewed towards autonomy a lot than the alignment because engineers are good. I mean, good engineers make great solutions, but that great solution may not be the need at that point of time. Alignment we have to have because there are time deliveries. So we always have to find up a right solution for a given problem at a given point of time and see if it's, gonna scale in the future use cases or not but don't try to make a rocket at the first time try with the simple steps for solve the solution right now keeping scalability in mind at the very same time be open for suggestions also and be open for improvements in that also so you should be willing to take feedback from people and incorporate them if it does make sense there could be certain cases when you do not have uh, a, a, an uh, in, in agreement with with other person so have team discussions in that case don't have one to one discussions i would prefer try with one to one maybe if it helps but after that have broader discussion with whole team time box it don't take one hour to discuss one single thing but time box it and present your idea your solution let others think and then do let them see if there is a there is a consensus coming on a possible solution Otherwise, do a voting in the team because in the end you might be coding it, but the other person might have to maintain it. So it's really important that you, we as a team in majority agree on one decision. So we as a leaders have the responsibility that when we come out of the meeting room, we have a solution identified. But let's engineers take that decision and what team feels is more suitable, more practical. Let's uh, take that. And this uh, we also have to I mean, use correct set of tools and resources, right? So Ask people if they are presenting up some idea they want to do something. Ask them to do certain POCs at a given point of time before we really implement that. So that really helps in, uh, I mean, managing our autonomy because otherwise we might uh, too much over engineering is a problem, which a lot of time happens. So we have to uh, um, keep that keep that in check also, so that we keep our uh, balance with our alignment on when or from what features we want to return uh, to 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 deliver for different teams. And specifically, you might be having some dependencies on other teams you i mean some other teams might be dependent on you so you finding the right solution is something uh, has to be time critical for other teams also uh, we just can't derail the whole process so i think it's very important to strike that balance uh, mostly i think teams are able to do that but it can easily go out of out of out of track also so i think the practices in the team and uh, feedback from the team members and openness of each for each one to share their feedback be receptive of feedback, and uh, I mean, don't I mean, taking it in there. I mean, uh, implementing that in the code is also also super critical. And I think one point I would really want to um, uh, uh, highlight again is what I think uh, Carolice mentioned in the first talk we had about retrospectives. I think future through contact retrospectives are really really important. Uh, we should identify the the problem statements which we identify in our retrospectives and work towards the solutioning of that, and keep a track of that. So that's 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 really important. Uh, these print uh, rituals are there for a reason, and it may work for you, it may not. But I think in general they, they 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 really work. So we should we should try to follow that. Yeah, that's how I mainly feel about this. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, Carolis, but do you kind of have any opinions or thoughts on, on those kind of um, comments from Ashisha? Uh,
1: probably not. I uh, would, would run into those uh, uh, short tips I have with my uh, last uh, column and, and last topic. Just to summarize what uh, was mentioned during this podcast, as uh, mentioned in the very beginning, I really enjoyed how uh, most of us uh, – have the same opinion and, and same perspective on uh, things we've covered. So, uh, just past three uh, tips from my side to summarize it all. Um, probably one and the first step uh, to balance team collaboration and individual autonomy is to set a clear expectation and goals for your team. Uh, this includes defining the scope, uh, timeline, deliverables, and roles of each project, as well as uh, communication and feedback channels. Uh, By doing this, you can ensure that everyone is on the same page, knows what they are accountable for, and uh, has the flexibility to work uh, on their own way. Uh, Another key factor to balance team collaboration and individual autonomy is to encourage trust and transparency among your team members. This means creating a safe and supportive space where people can share their ideas, opinions, uh, challenges, and achievements openly and respectfully, It also means giving the uh, uh, receiving constructive feedback, uh, recognizing and celebrating each other's contribution and uh, addressing any issues or conflicts promptly and honestly. And uh, the very last one to summarize it all, uh, a third tip to balance team collaboration and uh, individual autonomy is to provide support uh, and resources for your team. This means offering guidance, coaching, mentoring and training opportunities for your team members develop their skills and knowledge Uh, it also means providing them with the necessary tools equipment software and information to perform their tasks effectively so just to summarize it all and and topics uh, we've covered here from my side
3: yeah nice i think yeah you made a very good point about i think i yeah uh, that's very i mean like Recognizing the team's contribution and giving kudos to team members is super, super, super critical. I mean, the public forums when other teams are there, it's I think it it's a very good confidence booster and self I mean, it, it, it gives a very good feeling of uh, uh, of self-achievement, right? For team members, if if if, if their efforts and their uh, their hard work is being recognized uh, in public forums when other leaders other leaders are also there, and that also gives them the I mean the other leaders also visibility about these good people in the team, good 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 engineers in the team, and if they uh, have uh, I mean some need of good engineers, right? That's how we can share our engineers within the team also, and that's how they can work within. Some other domains with different problem statements and that can also try to give them further opportunities on on, to grow in the system so i think it's very important to give i mean give them public uh, uh, public kudos definitely
2: yeah i can only only uh, agree to these points really I, I, i i don't feel like i have to to add a lot to this um uh, thanks both of you for, for your insights and, uh, and points that you made.
0: Um, thanks. Yeah, I think it's been a, a really good combination of um, experiences, kind of ways of doing things and yeah, a lot of commonalities, which is good. Um, but yeah, anybody got any kind of final comments as as we round up this conversation? Like I said, it's been great to listen to the differences as well as the similarities given everybody's kind of extensive backgrounds as well.
1: Probably I wish and hope that some of those uh, topics and tips will allow you to reflect and perhaps uh, implement some tools and techniques that were mentioned. And, uh, yeah, remember it's a marathon, not a sprint, so balancing autonomy and collaboration uh, will also take time, but uh, make sure to enjoy the process. So that would be my final thought.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. No, And I'd just like to to thank all three of of the participants that we've got, Carolis, Ashish and Bert, really, really good topics and insights given. So yeah, and if anybody listening wants to kind of give any feedback, feel free to reach out to myself or or any of the guests as well. Um, But yeah, thank you all. And um, I hope everybody listening enjoys this podcast.